Gobble, gobble, friends. Hope you had a great turkey day. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we're going to talk all about the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson fight and who his next opponent may be. The Broncos had an interesting week, to say the least. And of course, we got to talk about Anthony Davis and why he has not inked that new contract yet. Stick with us, friends, because sports, 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 sports. Starts now. Welcome, welcome to Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, welcome, howdy-do, and how are you? Didn't intend for that to rhyme or be so pleasant, but it is, so we're going with it. Friends, I had a great Thanksgiving. It was very nice, very wholesome, quiet, no COVID. I am COVID-free so far. Fingers crossed. And I'm hoping I just get injected and maybe I'll grow three, four, five heads or something like that. But we'll all have all heads, tails, and whatever those weird things that want to grow on us will be once we take this mRNA vaccine. Don't you love it? I love it. Oh, man. All right. Are we ready to talk about the sports? Good. If you like what you hear today, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. That's me. Then you can email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from fans, young, old, and in between. I don't I don't know if anyone would would tell themselves they're in between or, or present themselves. Well, would you say you're a young person or old person? I'm an in-between person. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's going to go over very well with the community, but totally fine. Let's talk some sports. What do you think about that? I um, I think it's a good idea. A lot of NFL games this weekend that uh, definitely want to go into. Um, and, of course, we're going to start with the Thursday um, with the Thursday games, Texans get a win over the Lions, 41-25. Not really a surprise here. The Lions are downright terrible, and the Texans are well, pretty bad this year, too, but they're trying to push their way up, you know, new GM and uh, new problems. Speaking of GM, coach firings, the Lions, yeah, they're on that list. We're going to talk about that, but not at this exact moment. So let's put a small pin in that. Uh, Washington football team beat the Cowboys 41 to 16. What a day. What a day. What a day. Alex Smith, 149 yards, one touchdown. He did throw a pick as well. Um, but Washington is now in first place in the NFC East. Okay. All right. 2020. Keep doing your, your weirdest. Uh, the Bills 27, 17 over the Chargers. Titans get a win 45 to 26 over the Indianapolis Colts. Vikings got a win over the Panthers, 28-27. What a close game. Panthers were ahead for most of it. The Vikings really came roaring back for 18 points in the fourth. 
Um, Got to give it to Teddy Bridgewater, 267 yards and one touchdown. Uh, but it just wasn't enough. Kirk Cousins, he had a great day. Three TDs over 300 yards for him. Uh, the Browns beat the Jaguars 27-25. Giants got a win over the Bengals 19-17. Daniel Jones uh, did go down with an injury. They think it could be pretty serious involving his hamstring. Um, and so McCoy, is that Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy? I freaking love this guy. He's still around. Good for him. Colt McCoy, <laughs> 31 yards for him, and uh, we'll see what happens to the Giants next week. Uh, Patriots got a win over the Cardinals. Very close game. They were neck and neck the entire time. Not really the best game for Kyler Murray, but uh, Patriots hung on. Dolphins got a win over the Jets. Surprising? I don't think so. 20-3. to Three! three. That's this many. Come on, Jets. Uh, Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. They uh, lost to the Falcons, forty-three to six. Rough day for for Las Vegas. Uh, the Broncos and the Saints, thirty-one to three. Saints win that game. We're going to talk about the Broncos situation in just a moment here. But uh, the significant thing to know is that they they did not start. They had to start a. Uh, they they had to start a backup wide receiver as their quarterback. So that's a that's a thing that occurred. Uh, meanwhile, the, the Saints ended up starting Taysom Hill, uh, who had 78 yards and interception. He was 9 for 16, so not a great day for him in general. Uh, <clears throat> 49ers, they got a win over the Rams, 23-20, and then the Chiefs, they beat the Bucks 27-24. Two games tonight, the Bears and the Packers. That's actually going on as we speak. I don't have a score update for you at the exact moment that this is. And then Seahawks are also playing the Eagles. Let's see if we can uh, refresh this thing. The other big game to keep in mind is that the um, the Steelers are going to be playing the Ravens on Tuesday. That's right. We will have a Tuesday night football game. Where, where are we here? Now I'm totally lost. Oh, this is next week. That's why. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Sea- Seahawks and Eagles, that's tomorrow. Then we'll have Steelers and-, and Ravens Tuesday. There have just been a lot of positive cases on the Ravens team. And uh, that has led them to have to postpone the game. Now, originally, this game was going to be played on Thanksgiving. But uh, as you can see, that's not happening. So Bears and Packers are the only game happening tonight. Packers are ahead 6-3, to three, but we're only a few minutes into that first quarter. All right, let's let's uh, let's look at the standings. So in the AFC, Buffalo is ahead 8-3, Miami 7-4, New England 5-6, and, and the Jets 0-11. Guys, it's okay to win one game, right? Right? <laughs> I don't know. AFC North, Pittsburgh is still undefeated 10-0, Cleveland's 8-3, Baltimore not having a great season or not what we expected at 6-4, could they turn it around tomorrow on Tuesday? Tuesday is not tomorrow, but you know what I mean, we'll find out. And the uh, Bengals, they're 2-8-1. In the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans have reclaimed first place, they're 8-3, Colts are 7-4, Houston's 4-7, and and the Jacksonville Jaguars are 1-2. And in the AFC West, you have Kansas City is 10 and 1, Vegas is 6 and 5, Denver's 4 and 7, and the Chargers are 3 and 8. So, season ends today. Who's in the playoffs? Let's take a look. Uh, well, it would be Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Jacksonville, clearly. 
And then uh, your other two teams getting in right now would actually be Cleveland and uh, it'd be either Miami or Indianapolis. I want to say the Colts would get in, but I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But it would be one of those two teams. So uh, Cleveland in the playoffs, that, that could happen this year, people. This is just one of those kinds of seasons. Uh, and then the uh, NFC, I spoke too soon. Washington was ahead in the NFC East, but the Giants technically um, are slightly better. Uh, I believe they beat them earlier in the year. So Giants are 4-7. and seven. Washington football team is 4-7. and seven. Eagles are 3-6. and six, And Dallas is 3-8. and eight. This is just a miserable, sad-looking division. In the NFC North, you have the Green Bay Packers at 7-3. The Bears are 5-5. Five five. Minnesota's 5-6. and six. And then you have Detroit at four and seven. Uh, oh, by the way, Eagles have a, a tie. I said three and six. They're actually three, six, and one. <clears throat> so Packers on top of the AFC, NFC North, NFC South. You have the Saints at nine and two. Tampa Bay seven and five. Atlanta's four and seven. Carolina's four and eight. And then in the West, you have Seattle's seven and three. Rams are seven and four. Arizona's six and five. And San Francisco is five and. Six. Uh, so it's still still close in the West, even though uh, Arizona has not looked as great the last week or two. Um, that's still a close division, and anybody could come ahead, come out ahead. So playoffs, here we go. You'd have the Giants, the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks. Uh, you'd have the Rams, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Tom Brady would be making it in <clears throat> in the NFC South. Uh, realistically, though, uh, I think the <clears throat> I think the Saints are the best-looking team out of this bunch. Um, I, I like Green Bay. I, I could see it being Green Bay and New Orleans, maybe, in, in the finals. Seattle doesn't score enough points. Their defense is fantastic. But I, I just, you know, I still think Russell Wilson needs some more pieces to, to help him out. Although they're undefeated at home this year. And that that's big. If they host a game... Um, if they end up hosting a game, that could be a huge time-turner for them. Is that a thing, a time-turner? I'm not really sure. All right, so the, here's the Broncos situation going into this game this week. Jeff Driscoll, he was placed on the injured reserve. Uh, he's their backup quarterback, right? Co positive COVID-19. Great. Turns out Drew Locke, Britt Rypen, and Blake Bortles were all... Uh, Oh, they were hanging out near him. Contact tracing. So NFL rules, if you were exposed, you are sitting out. So the entire quarterback pool for the Denver Broncos <laughs> had to sit out due to COVID, due to one player having COVID. Uh, so where does that leave them? That, that left them literally playing a backup quarterback Kevin Kendall Hilton right he was one in nine the guy a, a month ago was working in sales <laughs> he he was signed on to the practice squad as a receiver and then got the call that they needed him to to play as quarterback so good good for him like this, this could be your only chance to start in an NFL game you know what one in nine didn't really make the most of it but uh it's it's the best they could do. So the Broncos actually really pushed to have uh, one or two of their assistants um, 
be play in the game. They even tried to have uh, assistant coaches play as the quarterback in the game. The NFL denied that request. The NFL also denied them the request of postponing two days or, or three days, whatever. But it granted to the Steelers and the Ravens. So I don't really know what the thought there is. Um, and you might be saying, well, why couldn't they have signed somebody, Colin Kaepernick or anybody else out there? Well, believe it or not, had they... D- 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 it it just wouldn't work. You need to, you need six days, I believe. Uh, there's like a six day wait period between when you sign and when you can start playing with your team. And plus, with the COVID guidelines, they'd probably make you sit in quarantine for two weeks anyway. So even if they had gone out and signed somebody, he couldn't play this week. Um, so an unfortunate situation for the Broncos. Um, luckily, they. <clears throat> There's no luckily. There's no luckily there. Hopefully, they'll have somebody back soon. We'll find out next week, won't we? All right. The Lions firing head coach Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, the GM. Uh, listen, Lions are 4-7. and seven. This team has not improved with Patricia behind the helm. Um, in fact, they're, I think they're worse than ever. They've had 19, 19 losses in a row. Thank you, ESPN Twitter. Uh, 19 losses in a row, but, uh, and that's the most... No, I'm sorry, they've... Uh, God, I am tripping all over myself today. Can we? Can I restart this? Let's restart. Good afternoon and welcome to the... Po- I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't click away. Don't click away. All right. <clears throat> Detroit lost 11 straight games this year. That's the most since they lost 19 in a row, and that was between 07 and 09, right? That was their uh, 0-16 season. I think everyone remembers that. And I'm sure the Jets can't stop thinking about it because they're so darn close. All right. uh, So, Lions, why are they doing this? Well, Matt Patricia, he is a great mind for football. Don't get me wrong. The guy was with the Patriots for years. He started from the bottom, worked his way up to being their defensive coordinator, and they had a pretty stellar defense with him there. What happens? So, it's a tough game, but it's it's hard to instill something in a new team, right? He wanted to create the Patriot way with the Lions. <clears throat> and first off, the Lions don't have any talent. Let's be real here. There's There's not much special about this team. I like Matt Stafford. That's about it. So... Um, you also have the fact that these guys have never played in that Patriot style. You know, Matt Patricia runs them hard. He works them hard, tries to get them conditioned. And the players were not having fun. In fact, there uh, an article had come out just a few weeks ago um, saying that mo- many players who were free agents last year had no intention of re-signing didn't re-sign, wanted nothing to do with the Lions. And, and in fact, I think they said on the last day of the season, even though they lost, they were celebrating like they had just won the Super Bowl. They were so miserable last year. They're so miserable under Matt Patricia. So where does he go from here? If you're the New England Patriots, you snatch him back up, right? Make him, make him a defensive coordinator. Make him something. Put him in there because one day... Bill Belichick's going to be gone. And you're going to want somebody similar to fill the void. I think he's a great replacement for Belichick. Yeah, he's got his feet wet now as a head coach. 
And that's how it goes sometimes. Most new head coaches don't succeed in the NFL. It just It's his first time. He's got to catch on. He's got to learn, right? So I, I think that if you're the Patriots, that's what you want. You want to snatch that guy right up. If you try to install the Patriot way in other teams, it's not going to go well for you. So why not install on a team where it already works? Makes the most sense to me. Uh, but we'll see what happens for good old Matt Patricia um, going down the road. Baltimore Ravens, by the way, new receiver, Des Bryant. You may remember the three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, is working his way back into the NFL, and he is officially on the 53-man roster. How much playing time is he going to get against the Steelers on Tuesday? Who knows? Could be minimal. Could be none. But uh, for for Des Bryant to get back on a roster, I know he's been he's been really pushing for this, and so uh, hey, just gotta say, congrats, congratulations, uh, Daniel Jones. We talked about your hamstring injury already. Does this mean we could be done with football? No, we got to talk about the Jaguars. Jaguars fired Dave Caldwell, um, Trent. Oh God, Bal Balky. We're gonna say that that that's how you spell it. say that name. Um. Yeah, he's the new interim GM. Anyway, Dave Caldwell, he's been with the team since 2013. They had one winning record, and you remember, they were one game away from the Super Bowl that year. Do I think that Caldwell is a great GM? <clears throat> there was a point where he was pushing the Jaguars in the right direction, and then somewhere along the way that, like, you know, like when you let go of a balloon, it goes... <laughs> That's basically what he did to this team. Um, the Jaguars are rudderless once again. They're they're in in line for another one in fifteen season. Um, I think they. I yeah. I'd say this is a good time to fire the guy. Uh, they just it just hasn't plan, panned out the way he wanted it to. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, Gordon Hayward is uh, about to be signed and traded to the Hornets. We already knew that the Hornets, though. I gotta say they're they're building something right now. They're building something. Is it a contender? Eh, maybe not, but it's something. We'll take it, right? Right? I know. I feel bad. I haven't been here to talk about all the latest like NBA craziness. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and spout off all the things that have happened the last few weeks because, well, let's be honest. You already know about it. Although the Knicks will look really good this year. No, I can't lie to myself. The Knicks are still going to be terrible, but I like what they're doing. Knicks fans out there, if they keep along this path, we will see a contender. I like it. We got to keep rolling with it. I don't want to see Russell Westbrook. I don't want it. Nope. We got young assets. Never thought we were going to get Obi Toppin in the draft. That's that's where my head is at right now. <clears throat> I never thought in a million years Obi Toppin would be available. He is. He was. They snatched him. Now we have someone with star power. R.J. Barrett's going to make some big strides this year, and I like what I'm seeing. Sorry, I'm talking about an abysmal basketball team where there are so many good ones to talk about. Let's talk about the Lakers. <clears throat> Why has Anthony Davis not signed a contract yet, Nick? I'm going to tell you right now. Here's why. Giannis, the Greek freak, Atento Kowumpo. I love saying that name, and I'm probably not even saying it right. Anyway, actually, I've heard some people refer to him as Giannis, and I've heard Giannis and Giannis. So we're just going to call him the Greek freak. Listen, 
On the table right now is a five-year max deal with the Bucks. The Bucks have really botched it this season. Now, granted, they um they they've been working on trying to make some moves, get the team better. They did bring in Drew Holiday. They were supposed to bring in. Mm-hmm, we're not going to talk about it. Totally botched the trade with the Kings, right? So, ugh, not a great look for the Milwaukee Bucks. Where does that put Giannis? If he signs this five-year max deal, guarantees that it's five years, and it's probably going to be more of the same, that they're just not going to remain competitive. If he doesn't, he can leave next year. Max deal somewhere else. Go to a contender. Or join a contender. (gasps) Nick, you couldn't mean yes. Anthony Davis is biding his time. If Giannis signs a five-year max deal, then there's no reason for Anthony Davis to be on the market next year. If Giannis doesn't and is going to be on the market next season, I'm sorry, yeah, if Giannis is going to be on the market next season, then Davis is going to want to be on the market next season. LeBron will be on the market next season. Guess what? Lakers could potentially sign all three of them and continue to have this great emerging powerhouse team in the West. Maybe Davis and Giannis team up somewhere else. Maybe they don't team up at all, but there's so much star power on the market, there's going to be a huge bidding war out there. It could go so many different ways. So, if you're Giannis, this is the linchpin here. This is it. You decide, are you staying in Milwaukee or do you want out? Where are you going to go? I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. I hope, if it were me, I'd look at the Bucks and say, where is this team going? You know, um, I think he's good enough and the Bucks are good enough to win a championship. They could have last year. They could have the year before. They don't seem to do well in the playoffs or they, they just choke at the wrong time. I don't know. Um, but if they're not going to get another big name to help him and maybe they can convince him, maybe at the trade deadline, they end up trading for, I don't know, James Harden or something. You never know. But, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting year. So that's basically the whole story of the, the Davis scenario. I talked about Garden Hayward already. Come on, phone. Um, all right. Oh, yeah, the NBA also outlined its uh, its COVID policy for this year. You know, last year, playing in the bubble, right, it was really easy for them to manage. But you can't do that for a full season. Players will murder their, each other. <clears throat> or their families. Or somebody. Someone's going to get murdered. Because... Uh, I don't know about you, but if you put me in a hotel by myself, well, not by myself, but like away from my family for nine months, maybe more if we go further in the layoffs. No, I don't want that. I don't, and I don't think they want that either. Right? Right? Right. Uh, no, so the, the NBA um, essentially is going to try and do like baseball and football are, are doing. Um, I think they're, the bubble thing worked really well, though. I really do. But I understand why they can't keep doing that. Um, the one significant thing I did see on here that that nothing. Uh, let me let me set this straight. Nothing in their policy really blew up in me. But for a player to come back, they have to have two consecutive non-positive tests, not just one, two. They want to limit as much COVID exposure as they can. These guys are now going to be out in the world, and they have to be free to. They're they're going to be free to do whatever they want. Just got to be careful. 
right? That does, that means don't go to the strip club and try to get wings when you should be playing a basketball game. <clears throat> All right, Tristan Thompson, congratulations. He's officially a U.S. citizen. The uh, Canadian NBA star uh, has checked off all the boxes on his list, so that's everything he needed to do. And in, I don't know if I would consider this NBA, but it involves an NBA player. Anyway, Nate Robinson was uh, knocked out in a fight against Jake Paul. K.O. Uh, oh, we got a lovely little advertisement there. Can I skip that? No, I don't think I can. Yes, we can. Make that go away. <laughs> For those of you watching their YouTube channel, they can kind of see uh, on my screen what, what I'm doing as I'm talking. Uh, anyway, Jake Paul, he is a YouTuber. Um, and he, him and ex-slam dunk champion Nate Robinson went toe-to-toe. Didn't go so well for Crypto Nate. And uh, he went down like a ton of bricks. Now, the question is, are we going to see another fight here? Because, I don't know, the idea of celebrities fighting each other with boxing gloves? There's something kind of exciting about that. And I feel like we're going to see more of this. Jake Paul um, was challenged by San Jose Shark Evander Kane, who, by the way, is that Vander or Vander? So he was named after Evander Holyfield. So I say that Evander. So I guess I should say it Evander Kane, not Evander Kane. Anyway, um, yeah, Evander Kane uh, initially jokingly challenged him. And then the next day said, ah, you know what? I think I could beat you. Like, yeah, okay, let's do this. August 30th, 2021 in Las Vegas. And let's let's do it. And then put the ball in his court. So hockey, hockey player versus YouTube star turned boxer. Don't get me wrong. Evander Kane is familiar with fighting, right? The guy has, uh, I think his, his 21 regular season fights on his record over 11 seasons. And he led the NHL in penalty minutes in the last two seasons. The guy can take a hit. He can take a punch. So uh, that could be exciting. Although he's not the only NBA uh, NHL star to challenge Jake Allen. Robin Lehner got in in the action. (laughs) And uh, maybe he'll get into the ring with him. Although Lehner probably should stick to being a better goalie than anything else. But Jake Paul has his eyes set on somebody else. Connor McGregor. What do you think? Can a YouTube star upset and beat a former two-weight UFC champion? Probably not. I'm not sure if you've ever seen Conor McGregor fight, but in most of those fights... Now, granted, he's not the same guy he was three, four, five years ago, but in most of his fights up until that point, he was knocking guys out within, like, 30 seconds and that was normal for a mcgregor fight i think this would go the same however mcgregor's always always pushing for more money he doesn't care who he fights he'll fight a boxer he'll fight a youtuber if it's gonna sell you can put it in the mgm and you can make a buttload of cash you know mcgregor's gonna be in the guy wants to fight you know that um so i don't know we'll see what happens speaking of money Philadelphia Phillies have lost $145 million due to the 2020 season, not having fans in the stands. That's huge. It's a lot of money. Now, I'd imagine that a lot of teams have lost millions and millions of dollars. Being here in Philadelphia, hearing that, yeef, sucks. 
Listen, this team spent $330 million on Bryce Harper. They have Real Mudo. They have Didi Gregorius both on the market this year. They're going to f- need to find a way to keep sign anything. And, uh, and they're also in the middle of a GM search. So that doesn't help any of this. The Phillies are a mess. It's a shame because they actually have a decent team. They're just a mess of a decent team. So $145 million. Tommy Pham uh, was at, this was a month ago. He was at, what was the name of the strip club? I don't know. He was at a strip club. On his way out the door, there's two people arguing. They're next to his car. He says something, and he gets stabbed. All he was doing was asking them to move. I don't know how nice he was saying it, but asked these two to move, and he gets stabbed. So uh, he's actually filing a lawsuit against Pacers Showgirls International, which is the name of the strip club. Pacers Showgirls International doesn't exactly scream strip club to me. That's a very like business sounding name. Like, are they all wearing pants suits? I I don't know. Uh, anyway, oh here's the he here's the official details from the uh, San Diego Union Tribune. According to the lawsuit filed Tuesday in San Diego Superior Court, the fight outside Pacers left Fam trapped inside the club. Okay, the. The suit alleges the club's private security escalated the risk to fam by participating in the fight and antagonizing the fight participants. The suit also alleges club employees did not contact law enforcement or take any reasonable measures to mitigate the dangers due to unspecified incidents of violence by third parties that had occurred at the club in the past. The lawsuit alleges Pacers should have been aware of the possibility of a similar incident and taken measures to place it, to prevent it. Well, that was interesting, but he did get stabbed. Yeah, he was stabbed in the lower back. So they must have just pulled him into the into the club and, and made him stay there while the bouncers got involved in the fight. I don't, I don't know. Uh, either way, he's suing the, the club. Maybe sue the guy who stabbed you, dude. Uh, Johnny Boychuk of the Islanders is actually uh, ending his playing career. Uh, he had suffered from a severe eye injury. He had 90 stitches uh, after a skate came a little too close to his eyelid, right? 36 years old. Uh, he did, this was this was um, back in March, I believe. Yeah, March 3rd. Uh, he did return on August 1st to play in three games, uh, including two against Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. But he wasn't feeling quite right. And so this is actually this is a hurt for the Islanders. I mean, he's an assistant captain. He was um, an alternate captain. He, he was a big, big player for them. Uh, so it hurts to lose somebody like that. NHL fans are very upset at Tim Hortons um, <clears throat> for their NHL card promotion. So Tim Hortons, uh, for my American friends, is a coffee chain that exists in Canada. Um, do they also sell trading cards? I guess so. All right. Well, that, sure. That makes sense. It's there. It's a fast food. It's like a Dunkin' Donuts. So anyway, at their at their facilities, they were selling packs of cards, of hockey cards, um, that featured players. They featured uh, players' signatures on some of these cards, and they featured uh, certain cards that had like a trio. So like the top three players on a team, right? Um. So a young man and his 10-year-old son, uh, they went to the store, picked up a whole bunch of these, started opening up, and they realized quickly, 
that would be really hard to collect all of them. And so they, they I think they had gotten 12 packs. Yep. <clears throat> so he had done the math and found that in order to collect all of them, you'd have to buy about 12 packs or so. Maybe 24. But as they were collecting, they found that they weren't really collecting a lot of things, which led them to investigate further, do the math, follow the trail, and maybe Tim Hortons is hoarding some of these cards? I don't know. Perhaps that's the case. Tim Hortons does not agree. They said there's utmost security when it comes to these things, but... You never know when it comes to these fast food giants. I'm still looking for all the Dalmatians from the McDonald's Happy Meals from 30 years ago, but you don't see me crying about it, Timmy. Timmy Horton. I don't know. <laughs> all right, LSU's Terrence Marshall Jr. opts out of the 2020 season. LSU is not having a great year, and who knows if there's even going to be a college football playoffs for them to lose in. Marshall is obsessed to the with the NFL doesn't care about LSU. He just wants to play in the NFL. Uh, this season, he has had 48 catches, 731 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He had 13 touchdowns last year. Um, so why play the rest of the season? You have no chance to win you know, a championship or anything like that. Go home, train, practice, declare for the draft, and then get drafted by a terrible team like the Jaguars. I'm sure I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is thinking the same thing. <laughs> Listen, Trevor, if you're thinking about not declaring for the draft this year, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If it's not the 0-16 Jets, it's going to be an equally bad team next year. Just do it, and maybe, just maybe, the Jets can do something right. Who knows? Or they'll probably botch the first overall pick. Maybe they'll they'll probably trade it away for, like peanuts or something who knows knowing the new york jets so all right friends i think that's all the time i have for today uh once again as usual it was a pleasure special thanks as usual to johanna drago she's the content editor logo designer and set designer of this podcast and yes we're working on a new set just you wait just you wait um also, special thanks, as usual, to my social media warriors, Mary Kay, Gary Albert, Joe Calabro, Jorge Pajares, the whole gang. And um, gotta love, uh, what else? What are some other things I can I can say? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, let's think. Well, let's uh, talk about the music for the show. It's a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. I'm spiraling out of control here, people. So let's end the show. If you like what you heard, you can find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. You can also email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Go to your search bars everywhere and anywhere and type in sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. That's me. That's where you'll find me. And... Once you do all those things, like, subscribe, comment, tweet at me, and all the funky doodads, because I love social media. I love it. It's amazing, especially you, YouTube. Thank you, YouTube overlords. Please promote my videos. Okay, with that, I'm going to go to apply myself to some hardcore editing so I can get this up, so you can all listen to it, and then I'm going to go to sleep. Happy Thanksgiving! Gobble, gobble!